Hello and welcome to another episode of African Couch Potato, the mashup. I am your host, Juno Shadila. Last week, we were with a wardrobe and styling person, Kari Sikati. And today we are joined by an award-winning set designer who goes by the name Karabo Lekhwane. Karabo, how are you? I'm good, Gino. How are you? I'm very good. Getting straight into set designing. What is the difference between a set designer and a production designer? Okay, cool. So a set designer, well, their focus will obviously just be the set, but a production designer is usually in charge of kind of the overall look and design of whatever visual components are within that project or that show. So for example, um, in theater, a production designer, the, the set designer, the costume designer, and the lighting designer will report to the production designer. The production designer will come up with the overall look and feel of the production. And then the set designer, the costume designer, the lighting designer will implement that to make sure that that look correlates. It's a privilege to have a production designer because you know, you'll have one person who makes sure that things don't clash. Like I'll give you an example. If I'm designing a set and the whole set is red, mm. there needs to be a conversation with the costume designer so that they don't put the actors in red costumes, yeah. for example, to be like, okay, you can use any color but red. So the production designer, so usually if there's no production designer, everyone has to speak to each other to make sure that the visual look makes sense but when there's a production designer it's part of their responsibility to make sure that they control kind of the visual outlook of what the project is going to look like yeah it sounds a bit like art direction so on film we have a lot of art directors and what they do is exactly that yeah would there be an equivalent of an art director in theater or is the production designer so the art director in theater is the set designer. So a set designer and the art director yeah. are on par. In film productions, you get a production designer. So especially if it's, let's say, a series or yes. something that's kind of long-term, then they'll bring a production designer in and the art director will report to the production designer. And sometimes the wardrobe person will also report to the production designer. It really depends on the structure of the production. But a production designer is more senior in film production and in theater production mm. because the set designer or the art director would then report to the production designer yeah yeah and now as a set designer how do you get briefed in do you have a client coming let's say for example it's janice hanneman and she wants to do jack and the beanstalk mm. how do you receive those briefs and are there certain requirements that must be included in a brief so usually how the process works is that the producer will send me a script mm. and then I will kind of just go through the script. It also helps me ascertain how much work is required um, in the project, which also would affect how much I would charge for that production. Usually there, there isn't always a brief it's usually kind of like i'll read the script and then i'll sit with the director after i've read the script and then the director will brief me then to kind of tell me so the director will usually have a treatment mm. they'll send me the treatment and the treatment will also give me an idea of what kind of they're envisioning and then so using the treatment and using the script then i'll meet up with the director and then the director will then explain to me that this is what I'm thinking, this is what I like, and then I'll be like, okay, this is what I was thinking, this is what I like, and then we try and see where we can meet each other halfway in that conversation. Some directors will send a formal brief, but I must say it's not it's not very common. I usually work off treatments 
and a script. And then what I do after that is I create my own treatment for what the thing will look like based on my conversations with my director and conversations with the producer, because the director will be like, I want a Lamborghini and I want this and I want that. And then the producer will be like, we only have budget for a Toyota Corolla. Mm. Just so you know, you know what I mean? (laughs) So then it'll be my job to kind of see how I can get there like halfway, you know what I mean? That, okay, we can't afford a Lamborghini, um, but we can try and get this, you know what I mean? And we can try and get a car like this, or maybe let's not shoot the car, like all of it, since we can't get a fancy car and let's just shoot kind of close-ups, you know? So it's it would be my job to then meet, meet the producer and the director halfway. Yeah. And then once you've built the set, what happens when things change during a tech rehearsal or a dress rehearsal? I usually go to the back and scream into a pillow. (laughs) And then I'll go back onto set and change whatever needs to be changed. If there's one big lesson for being a production designer is like just not to take things personally things change sometimes the changes are necessary you know what i mean where i'll do a setup and then the director of photography will come in and go you know that white chair on the white wall is not working because of one two three and they'll show me on the monitor that do you see what's happening here the chair is disappearing or whatnot then i'll make that change but like we roll with the punches things come up on set every day i try and make sure to have extra things in general so like I'll get a call sheet or a schedule and we'll say we're working on these things today and then you get on to set or into the theater and they're like actually we're working on something else so I'll try and kind of have extra things so have all of the things for the next three days of shoot as opposed to for just one day because you know it allows me to be agile and flexible but what happens is when things change things have changed so you know what I mean? Then we will adjust ourselves. If more things need to be needed, they'll be gotten. I'll usually negotiate with the director and be like, okay, I thought we were rehearsing these scenes today. Since we are not, I'm going to need an hour to quickly go and get one, two, three, four. So it's just a constant negotiation. But like things change all the time. What's the worst situation you've been in? I you, like lost your marbles completely. Oh dear. Yeah. Last year, I worked on an opera. On Actually, last year, I worked on two operas. So uh, towards the end of the year, I designed the set for an opera and we were working with a AV designer who then in the middle of the production was suddenly the visual director. It was, it was a little bit of a mess in that production all around. And the design... Like my original design was changed so much. So it was also just the situation where I just felt like there was there was no respect for me as a set designer because I'd make recommendations and be like, I think we need to do it like that. And those things would get ignored or they'd be changed without me being present. It was also one of those productions where they expected me to be there all the time in yeah. rehearsals. And I explained to them on various occasions that that's not possible. You Tomorrow you want to rehearse this scene and you want to rehearse it with the props I need today to go and like kind of collect those things. And essentially what happened was the design was changed so many times, nobody knew what the heck was going on. And it came to the day when we had to move into the theater and this set was like a huge runway. It was Mm -hmm. like a runway that extended into the auditorium and it hadn't been decided like what color that runway was gonna be. And there I was like, sitting in the theater i'm moving in i think i had a crew of like eight or ten people yeah half the time they were sitting around because do you know what i mean when they were like what color should we do this and i was like i don't know i didn't 
I didn't flip out. Mm. I work with a business partner who's also a designer who has a much better temperament than me and who's much more patient. So I walked away from that yeah. production. But I didn't because it was done by my company. It wasn't an official oh I'm leaving. I just simply told and also they were stressing me out. They were physically making me sick. So I stepped away from that production. I spoke to my business partner obviously and I was like, you know, is this something that you feel you can handle because if you feel you can't handle it, we can both walk away from this graciously. And I felt we had grounds to, you know what I mean? Nobody could come back to us and say we are because I I'm also a stickler for emails. I keep things in writing all the time. So I felt like I had my evidence as to what was frustrating me. Yes. I simply walked away and I didn't really come back to that production I supported my business partner if she was like she desperately needs this and that I'd get it but I walked away because I I'm like doing self work and I am I really really try and walk away from situations that make me lose my temper yeah. because that that stays on you and also we work in a very small industry the last thing anyone wants is that kind of reputation where yeah. someone's looking for a set designer and they go yo Karabo is a hothead do you know what i mean if don't touch her she's yeah. going to go crazy you know so i walked away and and i'm really glad that i did because it was it wasn't serving me and it was painful and i think what frustrated me the most was that You called me as a designer because of my expertise. The reason why you need a creative team is because you don't specialize in these things, but you can't call me and tell me you want my expertise and then when I give my expertise, yeah. completely ignore it. And I mean the 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 show was low key a mess because mm. of do you know what I mean things not matching like yeah, I remember looking at that set and being like that's not what I designed. Does it induce a lot of anxiety? It does. And it, how do you cope with that? My therapist taught me a technique of, of taking a breath before saying anything. So when I can feel that I'm upset or what not, I usually I'll usually walk away like even if it's just for 10 minutes or what not to kind of gain composure and to like sort myself out. But yeah, like I sometimes I just will speak through someone. So if I can if I feel like I'm not going to be able and I'm one of those people where if I'm really 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 angry I end up crying. And it's because I feel like if I don't cry I'm going to punch something. Do you know what I mean? So it's a it's a good way for me to kind of release and sometimes I'll need a moment to just go to the bathroom and like kind of release it and then come back and do it but like yeah I just like kind of usa I meditate sometimes I also give myself grace. You know what I mean? Like if I'm working with somebody and they're working in a certain way and it's really making me anxious I try and breathe through it. You know what I mean? And I and I also give myself a goal of the day after the show opens so i just remind myself that this is not the rest of your life by next week monday you'll be done with this it'll be done and i also remind myself about my invoice and that i'm doing this to pay bills right so i'm not going to get myself anxious and worked up to the point where now i'm going to have a heart attack or i'm going to get a stroke or i'm stressing so much for money you know then yeah. i then i'll be like on this job we're making money like there's no i won't invest myself too much into it i won't get emotional about anything because i'm just like it's invoice just it's just for my last invoice so that i can pay my bills yeah from the horrible to the highlights when you won two one was the independent theater award and then you also won the naledi awards right how do they how do the categories work and on what merit did you win it on so with the naledi theater awards i 
produced a musical two years ago called La Ganyana. And the musical basically won Best Production, which is like the biggest mm. award for the ceremony. There were, we received, I think, 14 nominations, which kind of broke the record for one for, for a production. single. Yes, for La Ganyana. So we got 14 nominations for La Ganyana. Sure. And we won Best Lead Actor, Best Script, Best Supporting Actress, Best Musical Composition, Best Ensemble, if I haven't mentioned it before. Quite a few things, yeah. you know what I mean? And as the night was progressing, I was like, hey, I think we have a chance here. You know what I mean? Um, so that was amazing. And the Naledi Theatre Awards are the biggest, are the main theatre awards in our country. We, we do have like the Fleur de Cap Awards, but I feel like those ones... They're based in Cape Town and usually the focus is kind of, not the focus, but when I look at the nominees, I'm like, okay, most of these productions seem like they happened in Cape Town, whereas the Naledi Awards are national and like the nominations and whatnot is national. And essentially what the Naledi judges do is they've got different panels and they go and watch shows, literally. Yeah. They just go every week or whatnot and they watch different types of shows. And then I think they meet at some point and then just kind of bring those together. I'm not sure about their scoring system or kind of how they get there but what I do know is that they those guys watch shows man the yeah. whole year and then they come together and do it the independent theater awards so with the Naledi awards I've been nominated for best set design I think for four or five years in a row and I really wanted that award you know so and 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 it's it's funny because on that night when we won best production I was also competing with myself because I was nominated for best set design for something I did at the market theater mm -hmm. and Tlaganyana received a nomination for best set design as well I didn't design that set but we have a program at work where we groom students to kind of design different elements of of a show and then the Independent Theatre Awards came about at the beginning of this month. And I had a nomination for Best Set Design for a set that I designed at the State Theatre. And those awards are new. So this was the first one. And the Set Design Award was the first award. So it was like, it was really special for me because it was the first award. It was the first award ceremony and the first award went to me. And with the Naledis, it was also very special because they happened on my birthday. So on my 36th birthday, I became an award-winning producer mm. which is really also what i do that's my nine to five yeah it was incredible it was incredible it's very nice to be acknowledged especially by your peers you know because the 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 kind of the quality of production we have in this country is amazing you know so for me to be nominated with people who do amazing work i'm just like okay well i must be doing something right yeah. it's such a nice thing to be like you you're on the right track yeah. you know mail and guardian do they pick you up before or after the awards um so mail and guardian happened way before that was in 2021 and essentially it's public nominations yeah. so anyone can nominate you and i'm not even sure who nominated me i'm not sure what their process is but i just remember you top know 200. yeah being told that you're in the top 200 being announced that was the very first award I've ever, I'd ever received in my career and that was also incredible just you know and another nudge to be like yo you you're doing good work yeah. you're doing the right things yeah so from being judged and found in high favor you're now also a panelist for the South African Film and Television Awards yes what is that criteria and do you only focus on like art direction wardrobe makeup or does it extend to other things yeah, so I've been uh, a judge for the SAFTAs. This will be the seventh year. Um, I sit on the 
production design panel essentially so that panel judges as you may as you mentioned set um, art direction wardrobe makeup and now soon like special effects and what we do essentially is there's no overall judging we focus on those things so each and every panel has professionals in that field so the directing panel will have directors the sound panel and so forth and i judge art direction wardrobe i'm a trained costume designer and i do do costume design sometimes it's just i don't prefer it i prefer to do set design and then what we do is they'll send us a whack load of content and i mean a whack load like hours and hours of watching tv programs so you go through all of those and then they have like an electronic like thing where you submit all of your votes yeah. and then once those votes are submitted they select the top i think 10 or something like that from each panel mm -hmm. and then we all sit down as judges so then all of the judges we come together we sit down and then we start kind of judging choosing the three nominations and then voting like in writing so there's usually an auditor in the room as well yeah. and then we will uh, well I'll say that these are my top 3 and then everybody will say their top 3 then we all have to agree on a top 3 and then afterwards we vote anonymously to put our votes down and give them to the auditor in the room to to tally up the votes yeah. has there been any production that really stood out for you Um yes I think it was 2 years ago or 3 years ago there's a production designer who works in theater and in TV her name is um Tando Lobisi she goes I think her handle is texture mm. who honestly I think Tando's maybe my age or a year older than me but she's by far my favorite production designer in the country she's incredibly talented she did a TV show for DSTV I now the name escapes me I can't remember what it was but basically it was um in the story these people lived kind of in a squatter camp yeah. and just the sheer detail of each and every house was insane like mm. and also it wasn't poverty porn which I kind of like loathe within our space you know what I mean where I once worked with an American director who we we were shooting something in Hillbrow in the Ponty and i you know i created the set and what not and she was like it's so clean you know what i mean and yeah. i was like poor people are not dirty mm. do you know what i mean like I, i was like it's cluttered because it's a small space and these people have a lot of things i was like go to any any household especially one with like a mom yeah. there's no way i was so i was like it's not it's not, i was like it's deliberately not dirty it's not yeah. something that i missed or what not i was i was like just because people don't have money it doesn't mean that they're dirty they're not hygienic. And, yeah you know and we had a whole back and forth about that and eventually she went with me because she was like look you come from south africa and what not and i was yeah. like yeah <laughs> um but tando i flip i can't remember the show it was a series it was a series not it deep was city. Deep, deep city that's mm. it that's it oh so you you yes, saw that the, and i'm a fan Oh, I like her work on Deep City was it was insane. Like I was like she designed she designed that thing almost like a theater production. Like yeah. it was so like artistic and creative and and I just love her work. Shout out to her. Going back 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 to your younger days, National School of Arts. People go to NSA to become famous. Did you also want to become famous? I did. I went to NSA. At first I was doing I used to play the violin. So I was doing music and drama. And then I focused on drama. And then um I did. I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be an actor. And I think I was a pretty good performer. And then I went to Wits. Mm -hmm. And then I realized 
how many people want to be an actor? Do you know what I mean? And then I realized this is going to be very, very, very competitive, you know? And I also got bored because what we were doing in NSA in grade 10, I was doing at Vits in first year. So there was also just, it wasn't stimulating. There was just this repetition. And then like in my first year, I realized that I don't actually want to be an actor. And also actors, guys, like there's a certain element of craziness in that. You know what I mean? Because like we're taught, we're taught how to get into character so much, but nobody ever teaches people how to get out of character. So even in NSA, I feel like I was a child who was a hundred people from every single character that I had played. You pick up an accent and then there are certain things that you can't, you can't kind of lose. You know what I mean? Then all of a sudden I'm saying, and like, and do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like until, so yeah, I just, do you get scared? You sorry in relationships. Do you have like a bipolar side that comes out from having taken on too many characters? Um, not anymore. Not anymore. I think I'm a Gemini, so I think I. You already have a split. I've already got. Do you know what I mean? But I'm. But the older I get, the more aware I am of it. And what you're saying that used to happen in earlier relationships mm-hmm. where. I would play an angry character and then I'd be angry. Do you know what I mean? For like two so weeks just or to get into, yes, to get into character or my character is so angry. It's so hard to like clear it out. And then I'd get home and I'd be, do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it is hard. It's very hard to shake off every single character that you play because you have to really become the character and how else do you become something by not immersing yourself into it and then nobody teaches us how to get out just for kicks did you walk around your partner in character mode knowing that they don't understand what's happening just to see the reaction yeah i did when i was young and unwell (laughs) it would confuse this guy i was dating when i was in high school and you know he would eventually he caught on and then i'd be a certain way and he'd be like oh who am I talking to today? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I think as as you grow as an actor, you learn for yourself how to do it. You know, actors will tell you that I'll go to the gym, you know what I mean, to kind of work that character off, or I'll go to the park, or I will, you know, everybody has their different techniques on how they cope and yeah. get out of character, yeah. And what would you say your contribution is to the arts? You... Um, like if Desmond Dube from Clientel called you and said you've got a life-threatening disease, what is your legacy? I have, I've mentored quite a lot of young black designers um, through the Market Theatre. Um, funny enough, the first one who I mentored at the Market Theatre was the one to give me my award mm-hmm. at the Independent Theatre Award. So it was just like such a full circle moment, you know. Um, so I think there are a lot of people who have worked under me, who I have trained, who are doing well. This design I'm talking about is literally in the USA right now. She's designing costumes for Disney, you know? So I think I've had a positive impact in a few, most of them black females in their lives, um, in their careers, just to kind of give them a push up. I also run an arts academy at UJ. And there are a lot of students who go through that arts academy who go out and work into the industry so i i'm also always proud when i switch on the tv and i see someone and i'm like oh wow this we trained this person in drama so i think my legacy would definitely be my impact on young artists and people who are trying to break into the industry people who are trying to work in the industry and what's still to be done um i'm trying to 
started my career as a voiceover artist. I've I really really want to get into that, and I I think I still have a lot of amazing shows to produce. Yeah, I am designing a video mapping project now. Um, that is so challenging. I'm looking forward to kind of technology and AI and what it's going to bring into our space um, to see how that's going to enhance me as a producer and as a designer. Yeah. Yeah. Have you tried Intertalent for the voiceover stuff? No. Is that like an it's agency? agency yeah, okay. intertalent.co.za. They basically, it's like um, Voicebook. So okay. they'll load your stuff up. And then when we as producers are looking for a certain voice for like a promo, radio ad, etc., we go to their database, we'll say 30 to 40-year-old black female, Tswana sounding, then you'll come up. Okay. And then we book you through them. Okay. So it's Intertalent and there's another one called ONS. Um, talent management. Okay, cool. Yeah, and they'll you just give them a phone call and they'll run you through how to set up your profile. Okay, like yeah, I work with ONS quite a bit um, yeah. when we're casting for production, so maybe I should go to them because then they'll recognize my name then. Yeah, but tell them you are now the artist, yes. not the one. Yes. Booking. Anything you want to say you before that. you wrap up? Um, thank you, thank you so much for inviting me to this. Um, it it's very validating you know to do these things because it just makes you feel like okay people care what yeah. you know what i think people care about what i do and i really really appreciate it and i am i'm really looking forward to this year like this is in the past year i've become a multiple award-winning artist whereas a year from now i didn't have it i was only a male and guardian young artist so i'm really excited to see what kind of doors that's going to open and I'm looking forward to 2024. And how do people get a hold of you? I am on Instagram. I am at the artist KL, but I'm Karabalukwabe on Facebook. Um, I'm also the operations manager and producer of UJ Arts and Culture. So you can also connect with me via the University of Johannesburg. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. This has been another episode of African Couch Potato, the mashup. Next week, we will be chatting about local productions that you can watch this year. For now, goodbye and keep binging. Mm -hmm.